host, Eric Balance, and this is the Resilient Minds Podcast. Join me as I explore the capabilities of our minds and how our X Factor can become our Y Factor. Now is our time. Welcome, welcome everybody to the Resilient Minds Podcast. I'm sitting here with an amazing human, uh, an amazing mentor, amazing friend, um, Scott DeMullen. Thank you for being here. Oh, I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me, Eric. Uh, Awesome. So you guys have to know, Scott's list of raving fan speaking clients include top professionals from all over the planet. He's got CEOs, thought leaders, authors, celebrities, coaches, consultants, He's spoken to people all over the planet and has trained over 480 unique companies worldwide. Tens of thousands of entrepreneurs and leaders from all over the planet for the past 30 years. Um, You know, honestly, so he's the CEO of Destiny Training Systems and the co-creator and GM of Tony Robbins' first business mastery event ever. He's been the previous CEO for Tony Robbins' uh, business growth consulting division. Thank you again, man. What an honor and a pleasure to be spending some time with you, my friend. Well, thanks, Eric. It's actually my pleasure. And all all of what you said just means that I have a lot of gray hair to show for the uh, investment of time, energy, and resources in contributions that we've made over the last 40 years. It's, It's honestly, how do you like... You're, and you're still doing like I had the pleasure of of you know coming to you know one of Scott's uh, engaged from stage in Australia just recently. For those of you um, that are familiar with uh, Australia, I was it was in Melbourne, and honestly, the energy and the like contribution, the way that he gives to his audience, and the way that he shares love and inspires and helps you really step up in regards to your voice is something of just profound um, knowledge and something that, you know, obviously that he's created within himself. So I guess my first question to you, Scott, is what's your, what's your X factor? Well, tell me what you mean by X factor. I just want to make sure because we used to have a program called X factor when I was with Jay. Oh, I love it. We used to travel to Australia and to London and different places around the world to teach a program called X factor. So I want to make sure I understand what you mean when you say X factor. Hundred percent. So I always tell everybody on the show is like, how can you create your X factor to to help you find your Y factor? So that X factor within yourself, that 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 spark, that energy, that 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 creativity to differentiate yourself and make yourself the unique person that you know you are, and separate yourself, differentiate yourself in the market, wherever, whatever market you're in. Good question. So I think it. I, I think you know. You know Tony Robbins' work. You know his. Uh, you know, uh, day with destiny program. I think a lot of it comes from being values based. What is it that you value and you derive from that into deciding what you want to do. And I think there's a kind of a, a diagram that says there's two, two ingredients. And you mentioned one of them, two ingredients that, that will create success for you in what your X factor is. One is what is something that you're passionate about in providing value for? So what's the value that you can provide that you enjoy doing? And the second line of that is what you mentioned, that is how are you unique or different? 
And if you don't, if you have one without the other, you can't be successful because if you provide massive value, but there's a whole bunch of people doing this exact same thing, um, you're a commodity and you're going to be very price sensitive. You're going to be competing on price. If you have something that's very unique, but you provide very little value, you have something that nobody wants, but you're the only one doing it. So um, I think a combination of the two, Eric, really important. Have something you love to do that provides massive value and that you can quantify some sort of uniqueness about it that you're the, uh, the perception is that you're one of the very few people who do it or do it to the level that um, really draws success. Absolutely epic. And, and, and here's the thing is, so I say, okay, so now um, I, always, I always share, if you can find your X factor, then you'll, you'll clearly identify your Y behind it, right? Your, your yeah. WHY they factor. Sure. They go hand in hand, 100%. So if you don't mind sharing, what specifically would you say is your X factor? Because, you know, for those of you that don't know you, I would, uh, I would like for, for them to hear it from you. And then what, how did that, does that continuously for the past 40 years, four decades almost, have continually, continuously draw, driven you to achieve your why? And it's been that driving force. Yeah. So again, I, it goes back to my values. You know, some of my major values were health, communication, uh, growth, contribution. So I said, how can I satisfy those um, areas of those values? And contribution was obviously a huge one for me. And I said, well, if I'm going to make a high quality life, how can I find ways to contribute to others? So I think, you know, learning is an important process. You never get it right. You never get it done. So um, you may want to continue to learn and grow and develop. And I think that's one of the passions that most people have because you're either growing or you're dying. There's no in between. So, um, you know, my passion was to follow a path of contributing to others. And I did that for a long time, both on a, first of all, on a personal development or personal growth level for many, many years. Uh, I found that this is going to sound weird, but I found that seminars didn't work. And yet I was in the seminar and training business. And the reason it didn't work is because people would go to these seminars and they get all jacked up and, uh, you know, make these commitments like you do on, on New Year's Eve for resolutions, but anywhere from three hours <laughs> to three days to three weeks later, you're right back in that same pasty white body you started in that didn't achieve the results that you thought you would uh, when you set out to get a, a nice glowing tan on the beach somewhere. So the, um, the, the, the commitment there was to uh, find a way to have access to integrate condition program and reinforce the learning process that really created um, the ability for people to learn and grow. And I found that experiential learning was a requirement, immersion experiences were a requirement, but most importantly was the ability to continually repeat, reinforce, condition, and program that learning experience. So um, when I got into the high end business growth consulting, and that's how I got introduced you know, when Tony invited me back to help him co-create the uh, first business mastery program that he wanted to do was that we started working with clients where we had them not just for three days, but we had them for six to 24 months. We had a weekly call with the CEO. We had a weekly call with the sales team. We had a weekly call with the marketing team. We had a weekly uh, call with the over team, with the whole team overall for, um, you know, for communication, integration, and so forth. So when you can control an environment like that, that's where transformational change takes place. And so that was my, uh, my compelling why was to how, how could I bring that from the corporate world back into personal development? And the only way to do that was to capture people, uh, get them engaged, and then reinforce that learning over periods of time. So constant touch points, weekly, monthly touch points, 
uh, you know, experiential learning, deep connection, uh, and growth yeah. opportunities that they didn't have when they just went to seminars. That's so that, uh, wow. Yeah. I think that just, that, that nails it. And I think that that's so different between, you know, the six figure business owner and the seven figure business owner is they're looking for that, you know, six, 24 month, um, uh, you know, different like approach or relationship with their clients at so much, it's so much more of that, um, facilitating and helping them the, the personal touch, the evolution of that process. And I think that that's really cool. So how did you, um, before, before we kind of go there, because I want to really touch on that point at, at one, um, one point with regards to the, you know, the, what separates this, the, the seven figure business owner to the six figure and how can you separate yourself from the pack? But before we go there, I really want to ask, and I think that there's probably a lot of viewers is how the heck did you get into, you know, the Tony Robbins world and getting, you know, really close to that level where you were able to co-create um, business mastery with Tony. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, the co-creation part sounds bigger than it really is. Uh, but I, t I tell you, it all started back in 1989 before many of your listeners were probably born. Um, but I had a, a club. Including before. me. No, actually, sorry, <laughs> I was two years old. <laughs> all right, you make me feel better. Uh, it was at a time where, you know, I was doing, I was training for Dale Carnegie. I was uh, doing public speaking and communication sales training at the time. And I had a, a marketing company and I belonged to a success networking breakfast. And one of the guys in the club came back uh, every Thursday morning at seven o'clock. We'd get up early and go to breakfast together. And he said, hey, Scott, I have tickets for next week for us to go see this guy named Tony Robbins. And I had really had little idea who he was. He wasn't very famous back then. He wasn't a household name at that point. And so I was supposed to move into my new house in Cincinnati, Ohio that day. And I told the movers, I said, just put all the boxes in, in the house. I'm going to an all day event, so I'll unpack them later. So we go to this event. And at the time I'd, I'd been uh, working with the, da or the Dale Carnegie organization and I wanted to buy one of the franchises. There was only 92 franchises and two company owned stores. But I was playing golf with five of the franchisees and they you know, were putting me in the queue. But they said it's going to be five or 10 years before something opens up. So I go wow. to this, this Tony Robbins event. And if you've been there, you know, the guy is fairly charismatic. He's dynamic. He's a great communicator. Um, I listen to him and I go, wow, this is fresh. This is unique. Um, it's not the old, you know, way of doing things. And um, I was really impressed by him. And at the end of the day, he said, by the way, we have this new program where I'm selling franchises. And if you want to become one of our trainers and, you know, buy a franchise, you know, go to the back of the room and sign up. And I bolted out of my chair, I ran to the back of the seat. I signed up, went home that day, Eric, and I called my realtor and I said, sell my house. And she goes, what are you talking what? about? She goes, you're, I, just, I was just bringing over your housewarming gift. You're just moving in. I said, sell my house. I said, I'm moving to California. I'm buying a franchise. Um, and I actually flew out to San Diego to meet Tony at his castle at the time. He was still living in his castle and uh, go through a, a little intro event with 20, 30 other people who'd come in to visit with him. And, um, you know, I decided then and there I was going to move to San Diego to Southern California. So, I became a franchise. I, I put it on my, I listened to the power tapes and I put it on my vision board that in six months I would have the number one producing franchise. And sure enough, six months later, I had his top producing sales training and personal development training franchise. And I held that, that, that moniker, that benchmark for about four years before wow. leaving that organization and getting into uh, business training, business, corporate business consulting. And it was mm -hmm. about 
Uh, so that was in 1994. So a good 14 years later, um, Tony came back to me and, and I'd been engaged by Chet Holmes and Tony Robbins to co-create something they were calling the Ultimate Business Mastery Summit. And they were doing it here right outside my window at the Mandalay Bay Resort here in Las Vegas. Um, you know, they asked me to do all the logistics, all of the uh, agenda, bringing together the speakers. So I put together a six-day program. I uh, hired 20 different speakers who were all friends and or acquaintances who, as a personal favor to us, came in and spoke for free. There were people like you know, Stephen M. R. Covey, Vishen Lakiani, you know, Brendan Burchard, wow. you know, a lot of the, the people who were on the fringe of really great speakers at the time, Jay Abraham, a lot of proven speakers. And for six days, we put uh, 450 people, CEOs in the room. Tony actually came to me and said, Scott, can you put 250 people in the room? I said, yeah, I can do it. And uh, in six weeks, I worked so hard, I lost 22 pounds in six wow. weeks and worked from, you know, when you're really hungry and you, you want to work from sunup to sundown about something, I, uh, I helped put uh, 459 people in the room. We had to cut it off because the fire marshal said no more people in the room. Uh, but it was one of those leaping off points. Uh, you know, Tony obviously had some great content. Chet and the team had great content. And it became a really cool program that they ended up selling for $4,000 a piece for the Ultimate Business Master Summit program. So, Which now is like uh, 12 or 15, I think. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah, it's hard to say. You know, some people are giving away. Some people are charging a lot for them. I don't know. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's... it's uh, you know, it's probably dated now because it was filmed in 2008. So it was 12 years ago. Um, mm. But shortly thereafter, they asked me to become CEO of their high-end business growth consulting program. And I did that for about a year and decided I didn't want to babysit uh, consultants and, and companies anymore. So I transitioned out of it, turned it back over and uh, went back to my Destiny Training Systems company. So that's kind of the story of the relationship Amazing. with Tony. Yeah. Amazing. And I think that, you know, there was, you know, it's, it's fascinating because I think there's a lot of... Um, people out there that are probably like, wow, you know, how did he do it? And you know, that's so, you know, he, he got lucky, you know, the, the consistent <laughs> lucky or, um, um, you know, he, I, he can do it. I can't. So, you know, because we all, you know, and I, I really talk about the resilience of, you know, our brain and, you know, the thoughts that we put into it and the way that we decide to kind of move forward and how can we really, recognize with for those people that are out there saying listen this is not luck this is hard fucking work you know you put you put in a lot of time effort energy attention into really showing up prior to that um whether you were when you were a franchise owner you did a lot of work then you went out did 14 years of your own thing then you were called you know and all of that became really hard work so actually there's a lot of proof in the pudding of what you do day in day out in your rituals yeah. and the way that you show up for yourself so what would you say to somebody who was like, oh yeah, you know, Scott can do it. He's got all the right connections. He's got all the right people. He's got all the right, you know, he, he, he was able to do it, but I can't. Yeah. It's a great question because I, I have a strong belief in the outlier status, the 10,000 hours uh, to become an overnight success. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I had a, you know, $10 for everybody who said, I want to be in the next Tony Robbins. Well, first of all, he's taken, go be yourself. So forget about being Tony Robbins, but uh, you know, one of the things, and I don't share it a lot, Eric, is that one of the challenges that I had is that I played uh, college and professional sports, and I had a lot of concussions, I had a lot of accidents and injuries, and I had a lot of brain trauma. And so as a result of that, I had a real hard time comprehending content and material. So 
for somebody who could go read a book or go to an event, they'd maintain or retain such a high percentage of it. And I couldn't remember much of anything. So I'd have to go back and reread the same paragraph over and over again. And I realized that the only way I'm guilty of that too, by the way. Yeah. Guilty of that too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I learned that I was going to have to have a full immersion experience. So I ended up, I, I said, you know what, I'm, I'm, gonna be, I'm all in. I, every time, at the time, Tony was running Date with Destiny every six to eight weeks, uh, at first at his castle and then down at La Berge Hotel for about 200 people at a time. Now it's thousands of people. But um, I went down and I was a trainer for every single one of those for five years. I, I spoke, you know, most people speak once a month or twice a year. I was speaking twice a day. And I would go out and speak at companies twice a day. And then four or five nights a week, I'd be doing trainings for the sales that I generated from the speaking that I was doing every day. So literally five times a week, I was doing one to two speeches a day wow. and then trainings at night. Five years. That's how you get wow. good. And yeah. people aren't willing to make that kind of investment. And I remember, you know, when we talk about today, we're so spoiled because, you know, Today, projectors are about the size of your wallet. <laughs> in my day, the projector was like four or five feet long and about three feet high. And I used to have to carry it around on a dolly and set it up every time. And that's the, the price I was willing to pay on a regular basis to get really good. And, and if you're committed to do it, you know, if you think long-term, not short-term, you know, how can I benefit long-term, not just make a buck tomorrow or next week or next month or next quarter? Um, you'll be successful if you, if you commit to that yeah. type of leverage. Well, and, 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 and I'm certain, and I'm certain, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, there was probably some freaking hard times along the way where you had doubts, you had fear, you had uncertainties, but you pushed through regardless. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> no doubt, <laughs> 100% of the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, the good, nice, the good news is, is that I was surrounded by a great environment, a great community. And that's one of the, one of the gifts in life is that you want to find out a, a good community to be around who supports you regardless. And being in the, the Tony Robbins environment certainly was a great environment and support vehicle. And not only was I doing Date with Destiny every two months, I was going to Fiji, you know, once every year or two with Tony and traveling with him to events. So it was, it was a great opportunity to be in a great environment when I needed it most. But yeah, I mean, there's times of struggle. There was times where I got up early and stayed up late and didn't have a lot to show for it. But, uh, you know, I think if you think long-term and not just short-term, those results catch up with the investment of commitment and time that you put in. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, you deal with, you know, you've dealt with, you know, entrepreneurs all over the planet. You, you've, yeah. you've had huge CEOs, 480 different companies. You know, you spent the past, you know, four decades helping people step it up. What, so you, you're probably pretty good under, you can understand pretty well what, you know, a seven figure business owner needs to do to separate himself from the pack. So what would you, you know, to anybody that's listening here, that's saying, you know, I can't do it. I'm uncertain. I don't know how, you know, c consistently making this decision to be confused. What's the biggest suggestion? What's the top three things? Let's go. You know, top three things that, that, that you, and I don't, and I know this is a jam packed question, you know, yeah. um, but you know, what separates that million dollar business owner from the pack? 
Well, I tell you what, let me shift it the other way just a little bit, if that's okay with you. And yeah, that is, let's please. look at what are, what are the biggest problems they have or what are the biggest mistakes that they make that prevent them from uh, becoming that seven or eight figure business. And mm. because I always think that, you know, you've heard me say many times, there is no light without the darkness. So yes. it's the problem that by contrast allows you to see the solution if you stop focusing on the problem and start looking for the solution. But I think there's, there's probably five or six mistakes that most solopreneurs make that disallow them from becoming uh, multi-tiered entrepreneurs or larger businesses. One is they just don't think. Now, that mm. sounds weird, but they don't think. They just react. Right now, we're reacting to the economy, to the environment, to the coronavirus, to the politicians you know, uh, dictating to us what's happening outside. Most people don't think because we weren't, we weren't raised to think. We were, we were raised to do as we were told. You know, if you were asked most people what they're thinking, they'd be speechless. They're not creating what they want. They're reacting to their paycheck, their health, their environment, their, uh, the health of the, the economy or the climate. Second is they don't take responsibility. Um, take responsibility for their own environment and not wait for the government, their boss, their employees, their staff to do what they think needs to be done. And they tend to blame themselves, the environment, they blame the situation, but that doesn't help. Uh, you might have heard me say, well, you know, one of my dear mentors is Bob Proctor, and he used to say that responsibility yeah. is the key to freedom. And once you take responsibility for any and every result in your life, it, it just gives you so much more freedom to create what you want and not blame, you know, others of you to have what you have. Uh, and that's the other part is that they're most, that most of them are dealing with the effects and not the cause of their actions. So, you know, I have this little metaphor that I, I talk a lot about, and that's, you know, walking along a river and hearing somebody crying for help and they're drowning. So if you pull them out of the river and you save them, uh, and then as soon as you finish, you hear more cries for help and you're constantly that's how can you work on um done and they don't uh you know change they resist change so a lot of them you know they if you think about it, you know, there's certain psychological results that we deal with and change. And when something changes, like right now, most people's li lives are in total upheaval, you know, drastic and, and dramatic changes. And when change happens, we usually feel isolated. It's difficult or different, or we feel it's hard because it's something new and we haven't dealt with it before. Um, you know, we tend to think we don't have enough resources, you know, time, energy, money, whatever. Uh, you know, we look at the negative first, why this is going to mess up our life or our business or our projections or our growth. And invariably what happens is people revert right back to old habits. So I think it's real important to embrace change and create and um, trust yourself to create the changes that you want. And speaking of trust, that's the other one. Uh, I think trust is something that most people forget about because when there's trust between you and yourself first, then there can be trust between you and your relationship. Then there can be trust between you and your staff or your business. Then there can be trust between you and your vendors, your clients and the marketplace. Then there can be trust between you and the environment and um, humanity as a whole. But it begins with self-trust.
And when there is trust, you expedite growth. If you want to get from a five to a six to a seven figure business to an eight figure business. So it expedites you getting uh, money or, or returns and it reduces the amount of time to get there. So when there is trust, speed goes up, cost goes down. When there is no trust, cost goes up, speed goes down. And it's in this environment, it's 10 X important because I'll give an example right now. A lot of people are thinking only of themselves. Now you do need to take care of yourself first. You've got to put your mask on before helping your, your child, your partner, your associate and so forth. But don't get to the point where you're only thinking of yourself. You must then think about how can I contribute to my clients? And like one of the things we did very early on, you know, we happened to be in Australia when the, when the pandemic broke out and we were finishing up two programs and had to get back to the U S as quick as possible before they closed down the borders. And, um, the important thing is that, that, um, I thought I was losing my track there, but the, the purpose for, um, Basically, basically, when when you were saying you were talking about how how um, the big story you you were here at the pandemic, and you know people were making you know they were focusing on the cause rather oh, yeah, than the effects. I know what I was going with. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Thanks for that. So as soon as we got back, we knew that people were going to be in hardship. Our clients and customers were going to be in hardship. The economy was going to be. Their clients and customers were going to be in hardship. So instead of waiting for the shoe to fall and be living in fear and having stress, we proactively, first of all, we cancel all our programs out for 120 days. We knew that nothing was going to happen for at least 120 days. Then we reevaluate. We then reached out to our mentoring clients, our private clients, our coaching clients, um, our protege clients. And we said, here's the deal. We can either pause your, your relationship or better yet right now, let's do this. You need the support now more than ever. Let's give you not once a week access. Let's give you untethered access to us. We're not going anywhere. We don't have programs to facilitate. We're just going to open up our Komodo and said, you can have everything we have. Um, we'll make ourselves available to talk to you, to talk to your family, to talk to your staff, to talk to your employees. We will triple down our contribution to you. And we are going to have our fees to you. So if you're paying five, 10 or $20,000 a month, you're going to, we're going to cut that in half, but we're going to triple or quadruple the amount of service that we give to you. Wow. Now, just like a great leader, what do you think they're going to remember when they come out of the other side of this? Who took care of them? Who yeah. treated them right when they were having hardship as opposed to who wouldn't let them out of their contracts or who was holding them to their payments or their rent or their, you know, their agreements or what have you. And that's, that's the kind of different thinking. Remember I said people, most people don't think, they just react. That's the kind of yep. thinking it takes. You gotta be curious and creative and say, how can I give to my clients? How can I create a win-win relationship that benefits everyone, even though it might create some hardship for me in the short term? You know, and I really like the, I really like the experience, especially, you know, saying, you know, how can I double down? Because the same thing, you know, obviously, you know, there's been, been people that have, you know, got one want to get other contracts. And to me, it's about, about making a commitment too. So how can you stay committed to what you've originally decided, but I'm going to over deliver right now. I really want to over deliver right now. So that, because like you said, right now is where you need me. How, I, how can I serve you more? How can I do more for you rather than you take away, you know, take away the commitment that you've taken, right? 
forget about it. And now we really want you to, you know, take advantage of more of the offerings that are available to you. I love how you just like, we're like, yes, double down, triple down. Amazing. Right. How can we add more value to people? Because I think that that's where people right now, we, we need to show up even more. I find, right. Like my energy, my excitement, I feel like the whole, um, you know, Australia feels it sometimes <laughs> because I want to make sure that, um, we're showing up for, for people all the time. And, and, you know, you have this, um, this amazing, when, when, when I was with you, you know, um, and the way that you were able to like bring that energy out of people is really important. So when, when people are sitting there with you, you know, your clients, your protégés, anybody that I could definitely see how that would be invaluable for them. And how can so many people right now, even starting this business um, sense right now would be so important to get to the next stages, to double down on the service they provide. Do you agree with me, Scott? I do agree with you hundred percent. You know, we, um, you, you've heard Tony and other people say uh, the selling is the transference of emotion. It's the feeling that you leave with your customer to do business with you. And if you treat them with compassion, with empathy, uh, that's an amazing emotion for them to be associated to you. So I think that's critical. I think it's also, um, Eric, a really critical time for people to pivot. And what I mean by that is to start thinking about how, you know, what is, what is going to be needed when, you know, they open up the gates and the floodgates open and we're allowed back into society and humanity and how do we engage and interact and what's going to be needed or what's different. So, um, you know, for example, if, if you're, uh, in a business that is going to be, uh, either obliterated or, you know, changed as a result of, of what's going to take place after this, the question is how can you take what you have and adapt it or think differently or get curious or ask different questions on how you can provide value? Because there's certain things, for example, education is in trouble right now. Higher education doesn't teach us how to deal with what we're going through right now. Higher education is not dealing with us on how to balance our checkbook or deal with our finances. And as a result, there's a lot of people standing in line waiting to get a handout for food because they aren't getting paychecks right now. Yeah. Education wow. doesn't teach us how to be in relationships. Education doesn't teach us how to have health or bolster our immune system so that we can deal with stresses of pandemics. So the question is, how can you align your business with needs that are going to happen and needs that are going to be profoundly required after the veil is lifted from this whole coronavirus situation? How can you pivot? And it's not just about, and it's really to think differently, man. I, I can't tell you how many um, people that when we get into a relationship with, we teach them, you know, what, what was taught in, um, you know, the richest man in Babylon, for, for example, I don't know if you've read the book. Mm. I have, um, I have such a great book. Amazing. And, and it's simple concepts, but I can guarantee mm. you, if you, and we talk about taking responsibility, if you take responsibility for taking 10% off of every single dollar that comes into your life and set it aside for a rainy day or for a, a parachute fund of some kind, I can guarantee you if you've done that over the last one to five or 10 years, you're not struggling right now. But I know people who make six figures per month who are gasping for air after 30 days. 
because oh. they violated those simple financial principles that we aren't taught in school. Yeah. And actually T. Harv Eker talks about it too. Same thing in his book, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind for anybody out there curious. Yeah. Same thing about the, about the jars, you know, and it's so important, right? Like, like, like saving and, and looking up at, at, you know, the rainy days. Um, I think that that's, like you said, um, you know, cause I went to university, same thing, right? Like it was, you know, I finished accounting and finance and I can tell you that none of what I learned was taught about to, to prepare you for what was going on right now. Nothing. Yeah. Right. And don't get me wrong. Um, I want you to take accounting and finance. I want you to take business <laughs> because that'll help you. But just remember to, to learn the basics too, uh, that we yeah. aren't taught because, you know, even doctors are not taught, you know, uh, preventative medicine, if you will, meaning healthcare, true healthcare, they're taught allopathic medicine in most cases, and most are reactive, not proactive. So um, you want to make sure you set up for that. And I mean, if you just look at, and I don't know what the exact statistics are for Australia, but right now in the United States, we're going through a, a really discomforting change. And that is that life expectancy is dropping and it's dropped for three years in a row. That doesn't come from being healthy. It comes from being stressed. Mm. And right now we're creating so much stress in our business, so much stress in our relationships and our finances that it's, you know, the saying is a body that's not at ease attracts dis-ease. And if you have dis-ease in your body, you attract, you know, you attract viruses that, you know, are, make you more susceptible for, you know, the hardships of that. And it, and it literally, and it's pr proven fact that, stress and not protecting your immune system makes you a higher uh, likelihood of being a candidate for attracting and or not dealing properly with coronavirus. Yeah. So, you know, those are things to think about. That's what I mean about be proactive about taking responsibility about, you know, thinking and not just reacting and hoping you can wash your hands enough to keep you from, you know, avoiding the, the plague. Yeah, hundred percent. Decisions versus conditions, right? I yep. love it. So Think differently so, asked better questions. Absolutely, better questions. So this is cure. This is this is really, and and I think it's important to kind of maybe you know everybody's looking on on whether they're in business or right now with you know the 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 experiences going on in the world, um, coronavirus. You know all of these uncertainties. How have you found that planning still works for you in your business, in your relationship? Because, you know, being organized is, is really important. And I know, like, rather than sitting in, 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 you know, in your pajamas, you know, all day or something, you know, I know it's important for me to still wake up at 6 a.m., go have my workout, go through my routine, get to work, do, regardless whether you're, you know, actually going to work or not, but still planning and organizing your day. You know, it's like, how have you found that that's super important? Not just, like I said, in your business, but your, um, your relationship, your experience, your daily life. Yeah. Well, my guess is it doesn't take a whole lot to get you motivated about doing what you do. Would that be accurate? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty motivated guy myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I know there's a saying, do what you love and the money will follow. And I only partially believe that. I think you have to be passionate about what you do. Um, but if you're inspired, to, if you're living your values, if you're doing what you really value and enjoy contribution, growth, um, happiness, love, health, whatever it is, if you live your values, 
um, it becomes a lot easier to get up early and stay up late. And there's another saying that, that you only have to until you want to, and then you don't have to anymore. And I hear a lot of people saying, well, I have to go to work or I have to um, get up early or I have to finish this project or I have to read this book. No, you don't. You choose to. You only have to until you want to. As soon as you want to, as soon as you choose to, then the enjoyment factor comes back and then the, the fun comes back into the equation. Uh, and then, you know, if you're doing it by choice now, it's like you're checking off bucket list items rather than punching a time card, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So, and it also makes it easier to schedule your day. I have no problem getting up early and staying up late because I love what I do. You know, yeah. I, uh, and, and the more you do it, obviously, the more you get good at it, the better you become, the easier it becomes, the more outlier status you have. And therefore, you know, you can jump on a podcast and not prepare for it because you've got a wealth of resources and history and experience to draw from. It doesn't happen in five hours or 10 hours or, you know, as soon as you wave the magic wand, but with time and experience uh, an outlier status in 10,000 hours, it comes quickly. Yeah. And I think that creating positive habits, right? Like, so being consciously about those positive habits, like you said, you create outlier status because you're conscious about wanting to create consistent habits that have become, you know, wired into your, your essence, your, your, your fiber of human, like the way that you kind of move your daily life. Right. So that is something, something, but how do you also shed non-productive habits? Well, here's the thing. It comes down to your identity. If, you know, uh, if my belief is that I am a, uh, a healthy, contributing uh, speaker, trainer, consultant, whatever, then anything that's not in alignment with that, I eliminate. It's not part of my why. It's not part of my who. It's not part of my identity. So if I have an identity, if that's who I am, then um, you know, I'm not reaching for alcohol, cigarettes, or drugs to... Mm cause me to feel good because what I'm doing causes me to feel good. I do believe in habits. Uh, I have no problem. Even during the coronavirus, I live in a high rise condo, you know, right on the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. And I have no problem once a day going walking 25 floors or 30 floors of steps because I can't mm -hmm. go to the gym. It's closed. I can't go to the pool. It's closed. I can't, you know, get out and go somewhere else because we're not allowed out of our house, but I can go walk this, the steps, you know? So because that's my identity, that's who I am, I'm gonna do it. Um, and as soon as I'm still trying to convince myself, I'm either not in alignment with my values or it's not part of my identity yet. I love it, I love it. And, and, and that's the thing is, um, Ray Dalio, right? He says, how can you combine your values um, and your actions and implement principles into your daily routine, into your daily life? Yeah. And I think that that just resonates with me so powerfully you know, I love reading, you know, uh, Ray Dalio's principles, at least an excerpt a little bit. And I always go back and, and reread it um, because it's, it's also had so much impact on me and in the way that I live. Like he's so, such a profound man, you know, like um, still in this day and age, right? Like his, his readings can be so powerful. So I always find that that's power, like has always helped me and the principles of life really can fine tune into whether they're life principles, management principles, as he talks about, and how we can fulfill that moving forward um, by supporting, you know, other people or, or contribute or add value to ourselves and, and things like this. So, um, but, um, to, to add please to that, go, go ahead. Yeah. Like, earlier we talked about, um, 
your identity and also, you know, what do you want to be known for? You've heard me say that, you know, I ask a lot of our clients when we first get into a relationship or in a business together, I said, do you want to look good or do you want to be good? Mm. And right now, there's, you know, with the advent of technology and Facebook and social media and websites, anybody can put up something that looks good. The question is, is there, is there substance behind it? Do you, do you want to be good and contribute and create value? And, you know, I think if, as soon as people realize that it's a very small world, it's so interconnected, I can't tell you how many times I run into people who know of me or know uh, other people that I know in, in the same industry, same business. And you have to be so careful not to ruin your reputation. Now, here's the difference. I'm going to go a level deeper than reputation because right now, as a result of what's happening with coronavirus, human connection is going to change. We're not going to be able to shake hands or give hugs, which we thought was human connection, because that to me is a shallow connection anyway. I think there's a deeper level of connection that has to happen anyway. And that deeper level connection goes on just the hug. It's actually caring about humanity, about your fellow mankind, about your, you know, your employees, your staff, your clients, your, your patients, and so forth. And I think beyond reputation, I think you need to focus on character. Because reputation is you know, what others perceive you to be or who they perceive you to be. Character is who you are. And that's where identity comes into play. If you have an identity that's built on integrity and trust and, uh, you know, and, you know, contribution and so forth, um, that's going to give you the reputation uh, that will be longstanding. And I think, you know, I'm so proud and thrilled that, uh, you know, if you look online, you can't find one bad thing with my name attached to it. And that's hard to say for someone who's in their sixth decade of life. <laughs> <laughs> No, man. And, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's a privilege and an honor, right. To like, be able to, to how, like, you know, a guest like yourself with such integrity, um, and the way that you, you provide value, um, you know, myself, like, you know, how much, you know, we've gotten to spend time together and, and really connect and, um, that, that ability, um, the way that you've shown up, it just continues, it continues to shine and you continue to flourish, right. As a result of that. So, I'm very, very um, grateful um, because I think that a lot of listeners right now are getting tons of tremendous, you know, value that they would, would, would otherwise, you know, be uncertain of, of where to get it. Right. You know, so the value that, that you're, you're providing right now is immense. And I just want to, every, if anybody knows uh, Scott to take the time to go and really check out, you know, Scott DeMullen, because he's, he's absolutely amazing. Tell me a little bit about Destiny Training and how you guys really um, have exploded that for the past 30 years, because I think that's important for some, some people to know as well. Well, uh, thanks for the opportunity to share that. I think, um, you know, it's been 38 years now. And, you know, we started in the personal growth side, uh, got very deep and successful with that. We applied it to business growth consulting. And about two years ago, I had a big birthday and I decided that I wanted to go back and contribute to entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and small business owners who couldn't afford our fees as high-end business growth consultants. So um, I wanted to take what we learned that worked with biz the business consulting environment and create programs that you know entrepreneurs and solopreneurs could benefit from. And one of the things it comes down to, Eric, is first and foremost, become a, a conscious business. And consciousness simply means to be aware to... Um, you know, think of your impact and not, uh, it's more of, if you want a short version of the explanation and how do you create a win-win 
uh, situation. And what we're finding now is that it doesn't cost more. Most people's perceptions are that uh, it impacts your profits to be more conscious, but it, it does, but not in the way you'd think. Most people think it's more expensive to think of the environment, to think of your employees, to think of your, uh, your clients and your vendors before you think of profits. But the truth is, if you take care of your people, if you take care of your clients, if you take care of your customers, uh, that takes care of the profits. It's a natural effect. In fact, we can demonstrate now, studies have shown that becoming a conscious business and a conscious communicator um, outproduces traditional business results 10 and a half times to one. So if you wanna go about traditional business and do business the old way, um, you're putting yourself at a, a deep disadvantage in this environment and even more true now so than ever. So um, our foundation right now for entrepreneurs and solopreneurs is to teach conscious communications, internal communications first and foremost, then to your staff and your team, and then to your, your messaging, your marketplace, your advertising, your social media, and then um, you know, how do you uh, become even more successful at that, whether it's doing video lives, whether it's doing uh, keynote speeches. So, you know, we offer programs to entrepreneurs and solopreneurs who want to become better leaders, better communicators, better business owners. And then uh, the, the elite flagship programs are engaged from your stage program, which is a, a, uh, a very small, intimate, you know, six person group of people who are um, learning to be very prolific and epic and uh, better engagers from the platform. So whether you're selling or whether you're uh, you know, motivating or whether you're, um, you're trying to get a message across or, or building a nonprofit or whatever it is, or getting investors for your company, uh, how can you do that and become more effective and engaging? So that's our primary focus right now is working with entrepreneurs and solopreneurs. Um, as a result in the pivot that we're making because of the coronavirus is that Yep. I was just going to ask that question, actually. Yeah, the pivot, because you guys now, and, and, and you guys, by the way, the, the, the program that, that Scott's talking about, I got to spend three days um, at, at one of his programs and just absolutely epic. You know, he's helped me in so many ways to be, you know, more passionate. It's more about um, not the story you tell yourself. <laughs> right it's about it's about you know living you know and breathing it so um and and continuing to come from a higher place and i have to say that you know there's a lot of um my own experiences that i that i've been able to explode or un unload um in a more articulate fashion because of spending time with this man so um definitely recommended and also um also, yeah, so I guess that, would, that was that's where I wanted to kind of pivot is, is what are you doing to pivot right now during this time? Well, the, uh, it's funny because uh, not many people know the story, but about uh, two, two and a half years ago, Dallas and I, as we transitioned out of corporate America, we went in or teaching in corporations. We wanted to come back and create a really epic environment and a training facility for working with people in an environment that we could control the food that we gave them, the education, the lighting, the sound, the, the video, the entire content. So we created a training center here in Las Vegas and we've been up for almost two years and we were just on a roll. We had a great environment. We just walk in, turn on the lights and go to work. Uh, we didn't have to negotiate with hotels and work on contracts and set up and, you know, food that's highly processed and poorly nutritional value that uh, didn't help our support. So we had that up and running and interestingly enough, um, 
two or six, eight months ago, we woke up one morning at six in the morning and you know, there's this huge smoke cloud over the entire uh, strip. And we go, wow, there must be a casino or something on fire. We turned on the news and they said it was a business park uh, next to the strip. And we looked where it was and I said, get in the car. And we drove over there and sure enough, the 84,000 square foot building that we had our training facility in burnt to the ground. And the reason I'm telling this story, Eric, is because at the time, and I had 40 years of videotapes, audio tapes, manuals, books, programs, you know, cards, all the stuff that I'd collected from all my mentors and all the programs that I had done from beta tapes and VHS and stuff you, you know, probably don't even know exists, but all the content <laughs> of my history, it's not up in the cloud, it's in boxes in the storage room, and it all yeah. went up in smoke. And I was supposed to travel to... Europe the next day, like 36 hours later to do a couple day training. And I turned to Dallas and I said, Hey, it's just a, it's just a new journey with less baggage. And then we got on the plane, we flew all the way to Austria or we were into Paris and then to Austria and they lost our luggage. <laughs> so I said, oh, I gotta be careful no. about telling that story or saying that again, because <laughs> you know, whatever you give energy to grows. But at the time, everybody said, I can't believe that you're handling it so well. And that you know, you've built this training for center up and I can't believe you put your heart into it and you lost this and you lost your life's work. And I thought about it. I go, Hey, it just means God asked me to, to paint a new picture using a fresh canvas, you know, and resilience. Here's what, here's what I love today. Every day I wake up and I'm very, very thankful right now, given the environment with the coronavirus that I don't have this $15,000 a month overhead of this training facility that it would have to be shut down that I couldn't be using right now. So right now, I know a lot of your listeners are questioning, why am I going through this? What does this mean? How is this going to cost me? Ask yourself a better question. What's the gift? What am I grateful for? Is it true that this is actually a, a problem and not a blessing in disguise? Ask yourself a better question because I can promise you that if you take this as an opportunity to grow and to listen and to go deep inside and to pivot, and to adjust like we're doing and going more online and adding more resources available to people who you know, may not be able to come to our live programs because they're from Australia or Africa or Europe or wherever, um, ask yourself a better question. And I think that six months from now, those people who ask those questions today and pivot and make those adjustments will be better set up for what's going to take place six, 12, 24 months from now. So we're pivoting online. We're obviously, you know, doing a lot of editing or I'm finishing up my book, which I believe will be done in 60 to 90 days. Uh, focusing on that will really uh, contribute long-term. You'll have to give me a link uh, for, you know, people where people can maybe, um, you know, check out a, a, a copy or if, if there's a pre-order form or anything like this, and we'll put it in the show notes um, for the, for the link. So people can, you know, um, get in contact or, or, or find out more information. So, um, you, Scott, honestly, thank you. And thank you so much. I'm so excited. Give my best to Dallas as well. Thank you, um, you know, give all my love, but I wanted to ask one last question. Sure. Okay. You have three days to live. Okay. Three days left to live. What would you do? I'd be lying if I said I would do much different than I'm doing right now. Um, <laughs> I love it. Because, you know, I, we do live our lives. My wife, Dallas, and I do live our lives on purpose. Um, and we choose to do this. Um, 
you know, right now I may not be quarantined to my condo. I might like to get out more in nature. But other than that, I think, uh, you know, for what we're doing and how we're living and showing up in the world, I think we're doing that. And I know that, you know, if I can leave them with one last thought, one of my favorite quotes, you know, we're going through significant change right now. It's unprecedented. It's never been experienced by most people who are alive right now. Um, and change, as we mentioned at the top of the broadcast, that it causes certain psychological reactions. And, you know, one of my favorite quotes is from Eric Hopper, Eric Hoffer, who said this, he said, because we're going through massive change. He said, in times of change, the learners will inherit the earth while the learned find themselves beautifully equipped to live in a world that no longer exists. And I can promise you right now, when we wake up, the world that you thought was there six weeks ago isn't gonna be the same world. And invest in yourself, take the time right now to continue learning, continue educating, continue growing so you're better prepared to deal with us when we come out of it. That is epic. What an epic. And by the way, it comes from another gentleman called Eric. So, you know, what? <laughs> can't be that bad. <laughs> can't be that bad. Yeah. Thank you again, Scott. And where's the best place, you know, that people can find you, um, find out more information about you, um, connect with you? Well, it depends on where they're coming from, but I think and what their goals are. Obviously, destinytraining.com is our website. Uh, Engage from your stage is our uh, speakers landing page. So engage from your stage.com. And, uh, you know, from there you can, uh, request information on how to stay engaged or get involved with something we might do in the future. Perfect. And I'll have all the links, uh, in the show notes, uh, for everybody. So, um, just so you guys are aware, if you're driving somewhere, you don't worry about writing it down. I'll have it uh, in the show notes. So, Thank you again, Scott. Blessings to everybody. Um, I hope you guys are doing everything to fulfill your why, creating your X factor to determine your Y factor. Many blessings to, to you all, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, Scott. Thanks. Thank you, Eric. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Resilient Minds podcast. If you seriously love the episode, please be sure to share it with your friends and click that subscribe button. Do it now. As I continue to grow, I'll be bringing on some leading entrepreneurs into the show. So follow me on Instagram or Facebook and drop a comment or send me a DM. Tell me who you'd love for me to interview and who you'd like to hear more from. Once again, Eric Bounds signing off. And remember this, your X factor always determines your Y factor.